0: Hey everybody, welcome to the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about the delicious certified gluten-free breads, bagels, English muffins, and other baked goods that are made right here in Johnstown, Colorado. Canyon Bakehouse's gluten, dairy, nut, and soy-free products make it easy for families to enjoy the taste and texture of fresh bread so everyone can love bread again. Find them at any major grocery store in the freezer or fresh bread aisle, or purchase online and visit CanyonGlutenFree.com to grab a coupon. Off the high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three, it's good with the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores, J.D. Or Stevens, let's hit go and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low. Hornung. Dump! And here come the students. Leading by 10. Here's Van Pelt. He's at the five touchdown. Colorado State. back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. As always, I am your host, Justin Michael. It is Thursday, October 31st. Happy Halloween, everyone. Hopefully everyone had a has a safe and fun night. Uh, I gotta admit something, guys. I am NOT a big Halloween guy. Um I just don't get that into it. It's it's been, like, years since I've actually put legitimate effort into a costume. I mean, for me, like, a Halloween costume is throwing on a Flamingo button-up shirt and throwing some weird hair gel in my hair and saying I'm Ace Ventura. That's about the extent of the effort that I like to put into Halloween. Uh, some people get, like, really into it. They go all out with the the realistic-looking costumes, But hundreds of dollars and, and all that. And I'm I'm not going to sit and bash Halloween. If you like it, good for you. Uh, I wish I did, but I just don't really get it. I don't get the hype. Not a big costume guy. Um, I mean, any excuse to drink with friends is a good time. So from that perspective, I get it. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, when you're a kid, it's like you look forward to Halloween because of the trick or treating and dressing up and going to school and all that. And maybe you had a, school Halloween party so like I really used to love it like back in grade school um, but yeah as I've gotten older just hasn't hasn't stuck I'm not a big Halloween guy I'd say as a whole I think it's the most overrated holiday although if you consider New Year's a holiday I would put that up there as well I, I don't understand the the New Year's hype I mean it's literally just a, another day in the year but we, we can talk about that around New Year's uh, I wanted to have a little bit of Halloween fun. I know most people get into it, so I figured I'll buy in slightly. And I'm going to talk about uh, my top three Halloween candies, my bottom three Halloween candies. We're obviously going to get into the CSU-UNLV game uh, in just a second. Should should bring that up since uh, that is the focus of this podcast. Uh, the keys to victory against UNLV. A uh, few things that I just think Rams fans need to keep an eye on. Uh, But before that, my top three Halloween... You know what? Let's start with the bottom three. Let's start with the worst and then end with the best. Uh, The worst candy that you can get in your trick-or-treating bag. uh, Easily good and plenty. They're disgusting. Who likes this stuff? I've never met anyone that's like, Oh, give me some good and plenty. It's like black licorice flavored candy. So it's like candy flavored candy. First of all, black licorice, nasty. If you like black licorice, you're yeah, nasty. But, yeah, especially for kids. Like, what kid do you know that likes black licorice? The only people that like black licorice are like 85 and living in homes. Why would you give this to kids trick-or-treating? I just don't understand it. Number two, this one may be a little bit of a hot take. Uh, I'm willing to defend it if anyone disagrees. Skittles, wildly overrated it's just like little sugar balls they don't really taste like fruit i don't i just don't I, i've never understood the fascination for skittles if you're going with a fruity candy you got to go starburst all the way starbursts are awesome they're juicy and they they taste good but skittles are just like make your teeth feel all grimy and gross and i don't i just don't like them so worst candy good and plenty number two skittles uh, number three, dots. Dots are freaking pointless. I mean, they don't taste like anything. They literally get all up in your teeth. They they go stale like faster than any other candy. Dots are like usually stale before you get them. I'm convinced that people that give away dots, it's like the bottom of the the uh, random assorted candy bags, and dots are all that's left from last year, and they they hung around all year, and so people just give them out. Um, I've never had dots and been like, oh yes. So good, dots. <laughs> but those are those are my bottom three candy. What are what are yours? Just tweet them out at me. I'd love to get some input. Uh, top three Halloween candies. Starting at number three, gotta go with uh, Snickers. Snickers, delicious candy bar. Uh, peanut, caramel, nougat, chocolate. I mean, what more could you ask for? It's got all that I'm looking for in a candy. The reason it's only number three, uh, I eat Snickers year round, so I don't really. Consider it. I mean, I guess I eat all these candies year round, so that's kind of a stupid point. It doesn't really matter. Uh, but I had to rank them some way. So I put three stickers at number three, uh, just behind number two and number one. Number two, the Kit Kat. I'm a big Kit Kat guy. I know they're simple, there's not much to it, just milk chocolate, but you get a little bit of a crunch. Uh, I think I like Twix for the same reason a little bit of that crunch with my chocolate, but I'm a big chocolate guy. That's what. That's what's become clear in this. I really only love chocolate. Not a big candy. I I do like hot tamales. Mike and Ike's are okay, uh, but I'm I'm all about that milk chocolate. Number one. I shouldn't even have to say it. It's it's the undisputed goat. The the number one heavyweight world champion of all time. Reese's peanut butter cups. The goat. It, end of discussion. I I mean I really shouldn't even have to. To clarify, past it, but that rich, creamy, smooth peanut butter—every uh, bite is just like a little bit of heaven in your mouth. If you don't like Reese's, I don't trust you. You're a cop. That's that's what that's all I'm saying. If 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 you're not into Reese's, then I can't trust you. Um, by the way, if you're a police officer in law enforcement, thank you for your service. I'm not anti-police. That's just a saying. Uh, Gotta clarify these days, people. The, the aggregators will get you. You never know uh, who's out there, who's listening. <laughs> but let's let's go ahead and just jump into this CSU UNLV game. Uh, happy Halloween, everyone! I hope everyone has a great time. If you've got pictures of your kiddos dressed up in see C- as CSU cheerleaders or CSU, you know athletes, tweet them at us at DNVR Rams. We'll definitely share that. Uh, always adorable to see the, you know, nine-year-old wearing a helmet that weighs as much as him with the. A Ram jersey. At the end of the day, like that's what it's all about. That's what I do like in terms of Halloween. It's kids getting to to pretend that the, they're their heroes. So there are cool moments. I don't want to be a negative Nancy and, and really just complain the whole time. But overall, not a huge Halloween guy. But let let's jump right into this CSU UNLV game. Uh, as it currently stands, CSU eight point favorites at home. Uh, over under sixty five points. I'm I'm thinking 65 I'm thinking probably over that I think CSU is going to score 30 plus I think UNLV probably scores 20 plus as well Uh, I think 65 is very attainable but hey these Vegas people they know what they're doing we talked about last week with the the line at Fresno State 14 and a half points that was absolutely absurd I'm not really sure what went on there but if you are a uh, better there there was definitely an opportunity to make some money um even if CSU wouldn't have won, like they weren't, they weren't gonna lose big, multiple touchdowns. I just, I, I didn't understand that line at all. Uh, but this week, eight points at home. Honestly, I'm surprised it's not a little bit bigger. I think it was nine at one point. Uh, probably has come down with how some of the the Rams betters have placed on it. But ultimately, this UNLV team, um, they're not, they're not very good. I. I have a a buddy over on the staff, Tim Skipper, their defensive coordinator. Um, so I don't want to necessarily like trash and dog on them over and over again, but it's true they're just not a good football team. Um, I got to imagine they're gonna have a new staff next season. Um, you never know, I guess. But Tony Sanchez just really hasn't been able to to put it together there. It was he was in a tough position from the start trying to revitalize a program that basically has been dead for 20 years now uh but yeah UNLV they've made a little bit of noise this year they beat Vanderbilt on the road which isn't saying a whole lot I think CSU could beat Vanderbilt on the road and they'll actually have a chance when they play Vanderbilt next year but yeah I just I don't there's not a whole lot about this Rebels team that really worries me Uh, they do have a really strong running game and that's kind of what I'm going to talk about Uh, for the most part, but with quarterback Armani Jones out, uh, it's going to be true freshman Kenyon Oblod. Um, He's he's been okay in his four starts with the team, turns the football over a little bit too much, six interceptions in four games, Uh, but he can can let it loose a little bit. He's more of a pro-style quarterback, whereas Rodgers is a guy who likes to use his feet, scramble around, improvise, make plays that way, Um, almost UNM-esque in that regard, uh, not quite the triple option, but just spread it out and let him, you know, run around, make plays with his feet, do little hot bag dumps, all that, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Roger's probably going to be back November 9th against Nevada is what it's the, the timetable seems to be. Uh, so with that in mind, if CSU can kind of pressure Oblad, uh, get in his face, as I said, he's a true freshman, a guy that can be a little bit questionable with his decision-making um, I think if you're able to to just get in his face, knock him down a couple of times, you're going to be able to just speed up his decision making process and potentially just get him to make some some poor decisions with the football. Ultimately, uh, over the last month or so, one of the big things that the defense has really improved on is just getting pressure to the quarterback. Um, you know, in in some of those losses, especially against. You know, like Arkansas, Toledo, CSU just had no pass rush whatsoever, and that really just puts your secondary in such a difficult position. And now, as we've seen, uh, obviously in the win over New Mexico, and then against Fresno State, if you can get to the quarterback a little bit, it's gonna, it's gonna give you a chance. Uh, what UNLV really wants to do, though, is they want to lean on the legs of Charles Williams. He's their senior running back. Uh, this guy's a stud. If there's anybody that is going to make you nervous on UNLV. It's him. Uh, he's definitely their most dangerous off weapon on offense. Uh, one of the league's leading rushers at 793 yards, going for 5.9 yards a pop, has found the end zone seven times. Uh, the thing that makes him just so difficult to defend is, one, he's fast as hell. I mean, when you watch him out there, this dude can fly. Uh, really just has wheels. Reminds me a little bit of Dalen Dawkins. The way that he runs, it's like so violent, uh Daylon, his legs would be moving so fast. You'd be like, oh, my goodness, is he going to fall down because he's, like, literally running so hard. Williams is the same way. A smaller guy, doesn't have a ton of size, but, man, can he fly. And he's just really smooth, really fluid uh, in the open field. One of those guys who has no problem making one cut or throwing a little hesitation juke, uh, you know, fake left, go right, uh, while running full speed, not a lot of guys have the the balance or the the athleticism, the athletic ability to do that. Williams definitely does. He's one of the people that I enjoy watching um, the most. And and as far as the Mountain West goes, he's probably going to end up uh, with all conference honors, especially now that Marvin Kinsey is out of the picture. There's not really going to be anyone. You've got a couple other guys that'll contend with him, but I imagine as long as he stays healthy, it's going to be Williams that ends up leading the league. In rushing, uh, when it's all said and done, so can you can you limit the run and enforce UNLV to really rely on Kenyon Oblad and I don't know I I think if you're able to do that, this is a game where CSU should win fairly comfortably. I mean, you never know, uh, as they say, like you got to play the game, but ultimately, I think if you're a Rams fan, this is probably. As confident as you could feel into a game going into a game, other than maybe when they were playing New Mexico, who CSU has absolutely owned over the last decade. But we are going to talk, uh, continue talking about this game in just a second. But we are going to shout out uh, our friends at Breckenridge Brewery real quick. On November 9th, Never Summer is going to be celebrating opening day over at Punchbowl Social in Denver, Colorado. They're teaming up with our friends at Breckenridge Brewery to do so. This party is going to run from 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. Uh, really just going to be a ton of fun. The Gin Doctors are going to be crushing your favorite 90s hits. Uh, there's a chance to get on stage and rock with them. They've got 90s band karaoke going. Uh, chances to win an, an all-mountain snowboard designed by... Uh, Jamie Molina, chances to win an epic pass for the season. Uh, they're going to be premiering a never summer industries film that has never uh, been shown before. So all kinds of cool stuff going on. And, you know, more than anything, beer, 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 and more beer. So if you've got nothing going on uh, on November 9th from 6 to 11 p.m., head over to Punchbowl Social in Denver, Colorado. Have a good time with our friends at Breckenridge Brewery. And, uh, yeah, great opportunity to support a local company, have a few beers, and just have a good time. Speaking of booze, I'm actually having a cocktail myself. It is Thursday, after all. It's it's Friday somewhere. I mean, Thirsty Thursday, whatever you want to call it. I think I'm getting a little bit too old to uh, ever use the saying, Thirsty Thursday. But I'm having a little bit of cinnamon Jack Daniels right now, and gotta tell you, it's okay. Uh, it kind of tastes like like hardcore Fireball, I guess would be the way to put it. I've never been a big Fireball guy, uh, other than when I was like uh, underage, I guess is what we'll say before I knew how to drink. But hey, it's it's not the worst thing I've ever had. It's nice and smooth. You can just kind of have it by itself, sip it. Uh, I'd pick it up. It was only like twenty bucks, so. Not a not a bad pickup, especially during this this cold snowy weather, a nice little red hot cinnamon. Uh, but I want to talk about the CSU offense before we end today's podcast. Um, they have really leaned on Patrick O'Brien and Warren Jackson over the last week, couple of weeks. And you know why why, why wouldn't they? I, I don't think that should change against UNLV. There's not anybody in this rebel secondary that can cover Warren one on one., There's not a cornerback that Warren's gonna face for the rest of the season that can consistently cover him one-on-one. You might be able to do it for a route or two, but even then that's a that's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> just the dude's so big, so fast, and he's really just become a very sound route runner, and it's a lot of fun to watch. I think he's going to continue to put up numbers, and I, I imagine that Patrick's going to continue to try and lean on him when you have a guy uh, that's that's just putting up numbers and producing the way that he is. 18 catches over two weeks, 15 of which go for a first down or a touchdown. Like, you can't stop going to that guy. You have to feed him. Uh, So I'm looking for Warren. I mean, can you get him another 100-yard game, maybe a touchdown or two? Uh, Just keep the offense rolling. He's your security blanket. But what I really want to see CSU do this weekend is kind of make their living on the ground. This UNLV team has, let's face it, they've been awful against the run all season season. Uh, they've they really got just punched in the face over and over again when it comes to trying to stop the run. They've only given up less than 150 yards on the ground one time this year. That You're hearing that right. Every other week this season, UNLV has given up more than 150 yards on the ground. The only time they, they were able to keep their opponent under was against Southern Utah in week one. And that's just crazy, man. I mean, the more... The more you dive into these numbers, the more it makes sense, though, just with, with this team and, and why they haven't been more successful. Arkansas State came into Sin City, threw 214 yards on the ground, pair of touchdowns, Arkansas State upsets, UNLV 43-17 on the road. UNLV goes to Northwestern, gave up 276 yards, pair of touchdowns, and a 30-14 loss there. Uh, Boise State. I mean, Boise State really did everything well. Bachmeyer had a huge game as well, but Broncos rushed for 182 yards, two touchdowns, and a 38-13 win. Wyoming, 374 rushing yards, five rushing touchdowns, and a 53-17 win. Uh, Finally, Fresno State, most recently, 260 rush yards, six rushing touchdowns, and a victory over UNLV. So the Rebels... They can't stop the run, and that should be good things for CSU. I mean, Mike Bobo's offense has always been built off the run. That's what opens up the passing offense. You can set up the play action. That's what really makes this whole thing work. Going against a really poor unit like UNLV, i got to imagine that they're just going to try and lean on it. One, because you have Marcus McElroy, who's coming off of the best game of his career, and you want to keep that momentum going. You want to keep him in a rhythm. Uh, just keep him getting more and more comfortable out there as the season goes on. But I also think this is going to be a good opportunity for CSU to play Christian Hunter and Jalen Thomas, the freshman running backs. Over the last couple of weeks, Mike Bobo has talked about how he really would like to get these two involved in the offense more, uh, but due to a variety of a variety of reasons that just hasn't played out, one of the big issues has been... <laughs> Every time that these guys get on the field, CSU kind of tends to end up in negative yardage situations and get behind the sticks. And like you know, like I said the other day, I just don't think he trusts these two in pass protection situations uh, quite as much as he per- trusts Marcus. And it makes sense. I mean, you don't want to get your quarterback killed out there. You already lost Colin for the year. If they were to lose Patrick at this point, um, it, it would just kill everything. I mean, you you would really be in an awful position no disrespect to justice mccoy uh jet erickson whatever any of the other quarterbacks on the roster but if if they were to lose patrick at this point it would be an absolute nightmare but you know can can you run the football if you're able to i think ultimately this is a game where csu wins pretty easily eight point spread i think they can cover that uh yeah i'm really looking forward to it definitely looking forward to seeing the state pride uniforms i'm gonna have a keys to victory written piece that comes out on Friday, uh, so definitely keep your eye on the site for that. It's also going to have a basketball season preview. I've been working on that for a while, just a little bit of info on all the teams in the league, as well as my preseason all conference team. I don't get a vote, so I figured I would just do one, give you guys my input. Uh, you can take it or leave it. Hopefully, you take it, especially if you're a subscriber. Uh, speaking of which, now's a really cool time to subscribe. We've been talking about this company wide. Contest that we've been doing to try and boost subscribers um, if you subscribe and use the bonus code Justin right now you will obviously receive your free t-shirt but you will also help me potentially win a year's supply worth of Breckenridge beer and if that happens I'm going to share it with everyone I'm going to throw some type of party over at Crazy Carl's uh, I might do it anyways just because I love you guys I love the supporters um, but if I win that would definitely make it a little bit easier on me, cause let's let's face it, as a twenty four year old, not made of money, could definitely use that year supply <laughs> worth of beer. Uh, but that's about all we have for today's podcast. Keeping things light, keeping things simple with the holiday. We will be back on Friday with the football Friday podcast as usual. Uh, all kinds of stuff coming up. Obviously, have the exhibition for CSU men's basketball. They will play Western Colorado Friday evening. Really looking forward to seeing. Some of these young guys in action, I'm going to talk about that more on Friday as well. But yeah, hope everyone stays warm on Halloween. Hope everyone has a nice time, safe night, and yeah, ram on.